Hello. Merry Christmas to all the parents, guardians, adults who are starting this podcast for your little. I want to thank you for choosing me to be your child's reader, especially on Christmas, for the next half hour or so. This is our official launch podcast, and I am so excited about that. Every show at the beginning, I like to take a minute to not only say thank you, but let you know about any news that's coming out of the book nook. Now, today's pretty easy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from me, from Raggedy Bear, and even from little Endymion the cat, who is going to have his broadcasting debut on this special Christmas episode. You can find the list of stories in the show notes on your preferred platform. And you can also find the link to our Patreon. We can't do this without our patrons. And a very special Merry Christmas to all those folks who support the podcast. Hello, my sweet friend. my sweet friends. Welcome back to the book nook. Oh my goodness, Santa Claus was here and he left me so many stories and so many books. I can't wait to share them all with you. Today, we're going to hear some wonderful stories about Christmas Eve and we're going to hear my favorite, favorite Christmas carols. To get us started, we're going to hear about a visit from St. Nick. And then we'll have more stories and more songs. Let's get started. A Visit from St. Nicholas by Clement Clark Moore "'Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. The children were nestled all snug in their beds, while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief, and I in my cap, had just settled our brains for a long winter's nap. When, out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter, I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters and threw up the sash. The moon on the breast of the new-fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wondering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and... Eight tiny reindeer, with the little old driver so lively and quick, I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles his coursers they came, and he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Dasher, now Dancer, now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. To the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As the dry leaves that before the wild hurricane fly, when they met with an obstacle, mount to the sky, so up to the housetop the coursers they flew, with the sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. And then, 
In a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot and a bundle of toys that he flung on his back. And he looked like a peddler just opening his pack, his eyes, oh, how they twinkled, his dimples, how merry, his cheeks were like roses, his nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow, and the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth, and the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed, <laughs> like a bowl full of jelly. He was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. He spoke not a word but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod up the chimney he rose. He sprang to his sleigh, to his team gave a whistle, and away they all flew like the down on a thistle. But I heard him exclaim, ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all, and to all a good night. <laughs> the music in that story is called The Dance of the Sugar Plum Fairy, and it was written by a composer named Tchaikovsky. You may recognize it from The Nutcracker. If you haven't seen that ballet, it's a wonderful ballet about Christmas Eve. Our next story also comes from Christmas Eve. But before we do that, I want to tell you a little bit about when I was growing up. You know, I used to love going caroling with my friends. Now, if you don't know what caroling is, sweet friends, let me tell you about that. Caroling is a very particular tradition that came from a practice long, long ago called wassailing that was sometimes called Ifarloid or Mariloid, depending on where you lived. People used to go from house to house singing for something to eat or drink. Some bread, some meat, some wassail, which is a very special Christmas time and wintertime drink. And maybe a special cake with dried fruit in it called a soul cake. And people used to do this before they celebrated Christmas. People who lived in those houses, as a winter solstice tradition, would give people those food that they asked for, or sometimes even some money to buy some food. Nowadays, people still go caroling, and sometimes we give them food, maybe we give them some hot chocolate mix, or we give them a few pennies for a charity. But it's a great time to sing some of our favorite songs with each other. We open the door, listen to choirs or families and friends sing songs to us. And sometimes we sing along. Throughout this episode, this very special holiday episode, you are going to hear various Christmas carols. 
Some of them are from very, very long time ago. And some are a little bit more recent, but I bet you know at least a few of them. They're all sung by me, Raggedy Auntie, and several of my friends. We sing in a choir together. Oh, and we love singing, and I bet you can hear our love of singing in our voices. This first one is very special to me, and I am so excited to share it. It comes with a beautiful memory. My friends and I were invited to sing at the Natural Bridge, which is a really amazing rock formation in Virginia. That's in the United States. While we were there, we sang in caves, and we got to go for a short walk down by a creek that formed those caves and the rock formation over hundreds of years. We stood where many, many people... Maybe even George Washington, the first president of the United States, where we we stood where they stood. And we sang one of my favorite carols. It's called Low How a Rose Air Blooming. It's one of the older ones. Listen for the creak in this recording and different voices singing different parts. That's called harmony. And... Of course, our laughter at the end because we had so much fun singing. the memories just bubble up. I'm sitting here with some hot cocoa enjoying my Christmas morning and remembering that special time with my friends. And you know, I saw a few of them last night. We have one more story about Christmas Eve and this one is wonderful. Did you ever get what you wished for in a different way than usual? In this next story, Santa makes sure to deliver something to a very special young person, but he delivers it in a very unique way. What Happened Christmas Eve by Oliver Herford It was Christmas Eve and the Frost Fairies were busy getting ready for Christmas Day. First of all, they spread the loveliest white snow carpet over the rough, bare ground. Then they hung the bushes and trees with icicles that flashed like diamonds in the moonlight. Later on, they planned to draw beautiful frost pictures on the window panes to surprise the little children in the morning. 
The stars shone brightly, and the moon sent floods of light in every nook and corner. How could anyone think of sleeping when there was such a glory outside? Jessie and Fred had gone to bed very early so they might be the first to shout Merry Christmas, but their eyes would not stay shut. Oh dear, it must be most morning, said Fred. Let us creep softly downstairs and maybe we'll catch Santa Claus before he rides off. Hand in hand, they tiptoed to the dining room and peeped out the big window. Surely, surely there was something climbing up the roof of Cousin Nellie's house. It must be old Santa. Fred gave a chuckle of delight. To be sure, the reindeer were very interesting-looking objects, and the sleigh such a funny shape. But the children were satisfied. The old fir tree, whose high branches almost touched the roof, knew all about those shadows, but it was so old no one could ever understand a word of the many tales it told. There's something scratching on the door, whispered Jessie, but it was only a mouse who had sniffed the delightful odors of the Christmas goodies and was trying his best to find a way into the pantry and test them with his sharp teeth. Come, said Jessie, we'll turn to icicles if we stay here much longer. So upstairs they quickly scampered. Papa had been to town on an errand, so it was quite late when he came home. As he was hunting in his pockets for his key, he heard a pitiful cry. And looking down, he saw a big white cat carrying a tiny kitten in her mouth. Oh, poor thing, said Papa. You shall come inside till morning. Santa Claus had been there with the nicest wagon for Fred and a warm sealskin cap that lay right in the middle of it. When Papa left the room, that cat and her kitten were curled up comfortably on the rug singing their sleepy song. The sun was shining brightly in the dining room window when Jessie and Fred made their appearance. Then Fred just laughed with delight, for right in the crown of his new cap lay the cutest white kitten with big blue eyes and a wee pink nose, while standing close by as if to guard her darling from danger was good old Mama Cat. "'I never had a live present before,' said Fred. "'Now I know Santa Claus read the letter I threw up the chimney "'because I told him to bring me a kitten. "'And here it is.' "'Papa smiled and looked at Mama, "'and then everybody said, "'Merry Christmas at once.'"
Charles Dickens wrote a beautiful story about Christmas called A Christmas Carol. In it, Ebenezer Scrooge, who is very grumpy about Christmas, has to learn a few lessons and begins to celebrate Christmas again. Now, part of those lessons is visiting the best Christmas Eve he ever had. And that Christmas Eve happened when he was a young man. See, he was working for a man whose name was Fezziwig. And Fezziwig and his wife and his daughters loved Christmas, and they loved to celebrate together. They invited their entire office out to celebrate, and, well, you know what? Let's just jump into the story. This is Christmas at Fezziwig's Warehouse by Charles Dickens. Yo ho, me boys, said Fezziwig. No more work tonight. Christmas Eve, Dick. Christmas, Ebenezer. Let's have the shutters up, cried old Fezziwig with a sharp clap of his hands. Before a man can say Jack Robinson, hilly ho, cried old Fezziwig, skipping down from the high desk with wonderful agility. Clear away, me lads, and let's have lots of room here. Hilly ho, Dick. Cheer up, Ebenezer. Clear away? There was nothing they wouldn't have cleared away, or couldn't have cleared away with old Fezziwig looking on. It was done in a minute. Every movable was packed off as if it were dismissed from public life forevermore. The floor was swept and watered, the lamps were trimmed, fuel was heaped upon the fire, and the warehouse was as snug and warm and dry and bright a ballroom as you would desire to see on a winter's night. In came a fiddler with a music book and went up to the lofty desk and made an orchestra of it and tuned like 50 stomach aches. In came Mrs. Fezziwig, one vast substantial smile. In came the three Misses Fezziwig, beaming and lovable. In came the six followers whose hearts they broke. <laughs> in came all the young men and women employed in the business. In came the housemaid with her cousin, the baker. In came the cook with her brother's particular friend, the milkman. In came the boy from over the way who was suspected of not having bored enough from his master, trying to hide himself behind the girl from next door, but one who was proved to have had her ears pulled by her mistress. In they all came, anyhow and everyhow. Away they all went, twenty couple at once, hands half round and back again the other way, down the middle and up again, round and round in various stages of affectionate grouping. Old top couple always turning up in the wrong place, new top couple starting off again. As soon as they got there, all top couples at last, and not a bottom one to help them. When this result was brought about, the fiddler struck up Sir Roger de Coverley. Then old Fezziwig stood out to dance with Mrs. Fezziwig. Top couple, too, with a good stiff piece of work cut out for them. Three or four and twenty pairs of partners. People who were not to be trifled with. People who would dance and had no notion of walking. But if they had been thrice as many, oh, four times as many, old Fezziwig would have been a match for them, and so would Mrs. Fezziwig. 
As to her, she was worthy to be his partner in every sense of the term. If that's not high praise, tell me higher and I'll use it. A positive light appeared to issue from Fezziwig's calves. They shone in every part of the dance like moons. You couldn't have predicted at any given time what would become of them next. And when old Fezziwig and Mrs. Fezziwig had gone all through the dance, advance and retire, both hands to your partner, bow and curtsy, corkscrew, thread the needle, and back again to your place, Fezziwig cut, cut so deftly that he appeared to wink with his legs and came upon his feet again with a stagger. When the clock struck 11, the domestic ball broke up. Mr. and Mrs. Fezziwig took their stations, one on either side of the door and shaking hands with every person individually as he or she went out, wished him or her a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas from the Fezziwigs. Lots of times during the holidays, we have very small and very large bands playing music. At the Fezziwigs, we heard a fiddler. One of my friends also plays the fiddle or the violin, and he recorded a beautiful version of O Little Town of Bethlehem with his wife, who also plays a stringed instrument. She plays the cello. It's a little bit bigger and sounds a little bit lower than the violin. Now this recording doesn't have any words, but if you do know the words, feel free to sing along.
Wasn't that just lovely? I could almost see snowflakes falling down and hear the wind whistling through the trees on a cold winter's night. Let's warm up a little bit with another Christmas carol. so much for joining me in the book nook today my sweet friends i hope to meet you here again maybe next week maybe the week after every wednesday that ends with a one a three a five a seven or a nine you will have a new podcast that's what this recording is called and we will meet here in the book nook for more tales I hope. Oh my goodness, there's someone at my door. Oh my sweet friends, I'm looking outside my window now and I think it's time to go caroling. Oh my goodness, this is such a lovely time of year. I hope that you stay happy, stay healthy, and keep reading. Happy holidays.
keep breathing. Stay happy, stay healthy, keep breathing. Until the day comes we meet again. Stay happy, stay healthy, keep breathing, my friend.